ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, and sports enthusiasts from around the world. This is the podcast you have all been waiting for. Whether listening in the car, on your morning drive, or with one earbud in at the office, this is the sports show that has it all. From pro wrestling to the octagon, from the gridiron to the baseball diamond, from the pitch to the ice, it's all here. You have tuned in to Mount Sterling's most downloaded podcast that drops on Saturdays at 3 a.m. This is not your average podcast. This is From Corner to Corner. And now, here are your hosts, Sean Big Papa Kuyper, Wes Redman Crouch, Adam Big Country Muncie, and Neil Mulletman Payne. And welcome back to another episode of From Corner to Corner. This is your host, Sean. I'm here with Wes tonight. What's up? We're down the other two tonight. One still on the campaign trail. We probably won't see him until after the election, I'd say. That's okay. Unless we change nights. And then Adam is a little under the weather tonight, so. Everybody's got the flu in Montgomery County. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going around, that's for sure. Wait a minute, you mean it's not COVID? (laughs) Or or is it the flu, or... Or is it COVID? Or see, you can only die from COVID. You can't die from the flu. Apparently, you know that, so, right? Right. So, so you want the flu? You don't want the COVID, <laughs> right? I, in fact, I just came, I just came from getting the flu shot. I, I don't normally get the flu shot, but everybody in the school's got the flu shot, and with my wife working in kindergarten, in twenty-five-year-olds like hanging on her every. Uh, sleeve and arm and leg. I was like, she she for the first time she's like, I think I need to get the flu shot. And I was like, I think I'll go ahead and get it with you. <laughs> Never had the flu shot. I've, this is the first time I've ever had it. You're you're gonna get the flu now. I'll probably so. It yeah. is guaranteed. Three to get days the flu. from now, I'll be like, guys. I'll sound like a uh, sound like uh, Optimus Prime. Screw you for giving me flu. <laughs> you're supposed to prevent it, not give it to me. <laughs> so. Well, we broke our streak. Yeah. No right? coaches got fired this week. No coaches got I'm, fired. I'm really, I'm kind of disappointed. <laughs> College football kind of gave up, you know. They were like, ah, let's stop doing that. Yeah. And then, well, you know, NFL, it's it's kind of unconventional for the NFL to do that. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. There's some coaches that are on the hot seat. There's one in particular. Nathaniel Hackett? Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. He is being a real hack right now. Well, when you have the radio host out there going, there's two things that you need to do in Denver to fix this. First of all, you need to fire Nathaniel Hackett and don't apologize for it. Just say, hey, we screwed up. <laughs> and then you need to buy, and then you need to go out and use your third round draft pick and try to find another quarterback. Yeah. And I don't know. They're not going to change if, that. I don't know if Hackett is the reason that Russ is playing so bad or if something has happened to Russ and he's just lost it. Well, I mean, but I understand they lost Javante Williams. You still have Melvin Gordon that had a good year last year. Yeah, and he was third off the bench last night. He was exactly right. I mean, they just got Latavius Murray from sacking groceries somewhere. Yeah. And – let him run the ball 15 times last night. Yeah. That's nuts. Stop it. Yeah. And Gordon had three carries, I think. Yeah. And and then they were running Boone as well. And he didn't he didn't have a carry until the third or fourth quarter. I, I that just, was an ugly football game last night. I mean, 
the NFL in general, Neil and I was talking about this morning, is ugly. 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 I mean, like super I, ugly. Like I just told you a minute ago, there has been a hundred less touchdowns to this point scored in the NFL than there was last year. Yeah. That's a lot of points. I, I mean, I totally believe that. I mean, we're, we're going to – we'll get to your rankings here in a little bit. But my team yeah. scored two touchdowns. My team scored a bunch of touchdowns and still freaking lost. <laughs> That's what happens when you play the team that scores the most points in the league. <sighs> That's just bad luck, though, right? Because I literally lost to the the one that I only had the opportunity to beat. I lost by seven points. Yeah. Unfortunately, I only scored 85. Yeah, it, it, I had two players in double digits. Yeah, and one of them was a quarter. I'm sorry, three players. Both quarterbacks scored double digits. Barely did did Herbert score double digits. Yeah, you're right. And then Devontae Smith had you know a decent game, right? But two touchdowns, one from a quarterback, and one from Devontae Smith. Crazy part about it is, is I looked at uh, Jesse's team. And I'm like, man, Mariota against the Niners? <laughs> God, that's going to be a great matchup for me defensive-wise. No, Mariota scores three touchdowns. Scored, He scored the most points of any player on our two teams together and single-handedly basically won him the week. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I had a big bye week. All of the teams that I played defensively yeah. were the top five defensive teams in the league. And, of course, you saw the Chargers – Broncos game last night, that was just nasty. Uh, And it's every game the Broncos have played in have been that exact same game. It's it's ridiculous. You don't – I don't understand what they're – I just don't under – there's no rhyme or reason of what they're trying to do. None. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think part of it is on Russ because there's – you know, they broke down a few plays last night that was just like, what is he looking at? There's, you know, he'll drop back. There's a zone defense, and there's a guy eight yards out that's wide open in the middle, and he doesn't even look at him. Yeah. I think somebody needs to check his eyes. <laughs> I mean, he missed that one last week wide open in the in the end zone. Like, he, wide open. He needs the uh, the Jameis Winston, uh, um, you know, LASIK surgery, and then yeah. maybe he can see better. Man, something is definitely off with with Russell Wilson because nothing has happened to him to just make him fall off the cliff like this. And, yes, he was injured with his shoulder. But he started the game out 10 for 10. Right. Had a touchdown. We were like, well, look, apparently the shoulder's not all that bad. Trey texts me and goes, this was the rush from two years ago. Right. And then he went 5 for 18 after that. Yeah. Parts of – I watched, like, the – from the middle of the third quarter on after I got home. And there was some ugly play calls. I mean, there was a – like, like Russ did three straight quarterback keepers. Right. On the same drive. Three and out. Like, he didn't even attempt to throw the ball. The Chargers are good on defense, but, man, they're not that good. No. No. I mean, and that's what the odd thing about it is, is that they're not that good. You know, they're they're missing Joey Bosa's right there, right? Yeah. They're missing Joey Bosa. Um, and their run defense is pretty terrible. Yeah. They can't pass the ball. 
Yeah. They didn't hand it off to Melvin Gordon. That knows the offense. I know. And, like, Justin Herbert, I don't think he completed a pass more than 15 yards down the field. Right. I mean, he only he only threw or he only completed two passes to Mike Williams. It's like he wasn't even looking for him. And that is, to me, the biggest problem I've seen in the NFL. The air yards are gone. Yeah. There's nothing downfield. Yeah. All these stupid screen passes and slant routes. I mean, you're giving defenses layups. Yeah. But offensive lines are so bad, you can't give a quarterback you can't give a quarterback five seconds to no. throw the ball. So I, I don't know. The the Ravens look bad. The Browns looked horrible. But I mean of course, they just want to get to 500. They, they, I think their ultimate goal, like we said before, is to be 500 once Deshaun gets back. Yeah. Well, like I, I'm at one point on Sunday, I was looking and checking: is Chubb and Hunt both hurt? Because I have them both. Right. They weren't. They weren't even getting rushing or rushes. When was the last time somebody had Chubb Hunt? Let me think. Um, <laughs> I know. I had them and then oh, traded them to you, I believe, <laughs> and then you went on to win a championship. We're not doing that trade again, by the way. <laughs> Unless you're going to give me that swift uh, J- uh, Williams combo. Hmm. <laughs> it might be a possibility. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, wouldn't it, if we make that trade and then you turn around and just go on a freaking win streak and them two win you the league again. Yeah, because, so. you know, that that might work in your favor because they, they had, they're already got their buy gone. Their buy was this last week, so that's one spot. You don't have to worry about buys. I know, I know. Speaking, of, you're trying to trade all the guys that are on by this week, to, so you fill your roster. I, I and I didn't that. even think about that. I put I put the people on trading block, and then I started going back, and I was like, "Oh, they're all on by. What am I doing?" <laughs> oh, wow. I, my first initial thought was he's trying to fill his bye weeks by trading all of his players. So he, you know, because I know we've got the matchup That's against true. each other yep. this week. It, it, and, it is it, it is hate week, and I only have uh, Devonte Smith on by this week, so I get. Um, Damian Pierce and Cooks and uh, King Henry back this week. I should have just not showed up for the podcast and been like, sorry, Tate week, do it by self. <laughs> well, the way they were dropping like flies today, I thought I was. That's why I said, Wes, me and you? Wes, are you there, Wes? Are you there? Hello. Hello. So, so kind of a small or a slow week in, in sports. One big thing that happened this week, what about that game between Tennessee and Alabama? That was, um, honestly, I mean, I know Hendon Hooker is good. I mean, as as everybody has said, and he is the best quarterback since Peyton Manning. That they, they, they Best Tennessee quarterback since Peyton Manning. Yeah. I was shocked. I mean, when when they were up big, and then Bama just comes steamrolling back. Mm-hmm. You kind of get that thought, mm, can they withstand this punch? Yeah, right. Right. And then they went back up and then they back and then it's tied again. And then and then Alabama gets the big turnover and takes the lead. And you're like, oh, God. 
Alabama again. Yeah. And then he he comes right back down the field and ties the game. They just – that was the – that's a Tennessee team we haven't seen in a long time. They were not shaken by the moment, yeah. by the team, or anything. And then that wide receiver catches five – Hyatt, I believe is his name? Yeah, right. Five touchdown catches, and he was wide open every freaking time. You've got to think that Nick Saban – I would not want to be in their practice this week. Oh, Lord, no. I mean, Nick Saban is – I mean – He probably had one a coronary. Time, <laughs> there was one time on the sideline, I mean, he was shaking so bad. And, I mean, just – just he had no hat on at the point. He had – all – everything that he had uh, – uh, earphones and everything. I mean, just shaking everything and was as red as a beet. And I mean, I thought he was going to come on. I don't think I've ever seen him that upset. And rightfully so. When you let a wide receiver go for five touchdowns. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, he had 200 plus yards, but five. How do you let him get five touchdowns? Did I, did I hear it right that? He had six catches, and five of them were for touchdowns. Like, it wasn't like he had 17 catches. Right. But it's like 40-yard bomb, 50-yard bomb. Right, yeah, they, they were bombs. And and that that's just so unlike Alabama. The most accepted penalty, 17, in Alabama Nick Saban history, which just broke the record that they had against Texas, which was 16. Not only that, the stat that I sent out, that was the most points they had given up since 1907. 51. 51 points. Wow. 52? 52, that's right. 52-48. 52, 52, since 1907. Yeah. Or 52-49. Shawnee scored 54 on them in yeah. 1907. Since that, since that date, no one has scored more. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I, I think I was looking up the stats uh, for that um, for the game and that um, um, their wide, wide, wide receiver. I mean, and you know, Bryce Young had four hundred and fifty-five yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Yeah, was fabulous. Yeah, they they didn't play well early on. They had that big muffed punt, and then you just kind of knew that that kid was going to miss that kick. I mean, Alabama has missed some big kicks. In the last five or six years, yeah. it's it reminds me of Bobby Bowden in the Florida State. Like they always missed the big kick, and they had big kickers. I mean, they had big name kickers. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody correct me out there once they listen to this, but if I'm not mistaken, he does not roster. Saban does not roster a scholarship kicker. Oh, I'm, ever? I, I, yeah, probably not. And so, you know, he he just gets kickers to come in there, and he you're going to kick for Alabama, okay? Yeah, I can't imagine that there's too many colleges that do scholarship kickers. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, we've got three on UK's roster. Yeah, well, three, three, two punters, two kickers, and a combo. Yeah, um, and still can't kick field goals. No, uh, Hyatt had. Six receptions, five touchdowns. Yeah, that's what I, I thought I'd heard that, which is absolutely insane. That's insane. Yeah. Um, 
other than that, I mean, it was a pretty uh, the the Utah USC game was good. Yeah. Oh, dude, that that was that was a big time game. Oh yeah. Like, of course, me and you picked Utah, and uh, Adam and Neil both picked USC. Right. And I was like, man, Chris. I mean, USC's up fourteen zip right off the bat. I'm like, oh, this ain't good. And Utah just kind of kept – they come back and they just kind of hung with them. And then Cameron rising towards the end, he decided that he wasn't losing that ball game. Yeah. And apparently it was a personal vendetta towards Lincoln Riley from oh, yeah. what we saw today that there was some wonky stuff when it come to recruiting him to uh, Oklahoma. And he's like, if I ever get the chance to play him, I'm going to kick his tail. <laughs> so, and he did. Yeah, he did. I yeah. Mean. So uh, there is not a lack of touchdowns in college football. That is for for sure. So no, that that's very true. I mean, and uh, the Oklahoma State TCU game was pretty good too. Yeah, TCU came back. Yeah, and, that, and early on it looked like Oklahoma State was going to yeah, run away. Roll them. But here we are once again, Oklahoma State. The absolute favorite to win the uh, Big Twelve, yep. and they lay an egg. I mean, they didn't really lay an egg; they just got outscored. And it's the same story, different year when it comes to Oklahoma State. So, going back to the Tennessee game, I guess, in my opinion, and Adam will be happy to hear this, but I guess, in my opinion, at this point, unless they just fumble down the line. And I don't see a game where they're going to do that because at this point you've got to think that they're going to be competitive uh, with Georgia. Um, you've got to think that that game probably sealed the deal on the Heisman for Hendon Hooker. I mean, well, like you said, like you said, and unless he lays an egg somewhere, I I don't know that even one, even if he was that they were to go ten and two at this point, they're still going to make a BCS bowl. Um, they may not make the they won't play, make the playoffs at that point, uh, uh, or the final four at that point, but they'll still make a BCS bowl. I still think that they they still give it to him, even if they they cough one up. Uh, and I don't know, I don't know their schedule, but I don't know that there's anybody else. I mean, UK, but I, UK they, can't. They've got, and, and UK, they got UK's Georgia got to and play Kentucky them down there. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the only two teams that they play really at Georgia. Formidable, formidable. But I I don't know that. I don't know that Georgia's – well, I know Georgia's offense can't keep up with them. Not this year's Georgia. Now, their that. defense is probably going to be a little uh, better. I, I don't think they can hang 52 on, on Georgia. Yeah, Georgia's probably glad that that game happened before their game. That way they've yeah. got something to kind of go off of. Yeah. You, you, you kind of have to think, too, if Tennessee goes and beats Georgia and it winds up being – Alabama, Tennessee in the SEC championship game, they're not beating Alabama again. Nope. So, do they get the benefit of? I mean, they're going to be in the playoff at that point, I mean, right? That happened last if, year. If they beat Georgia after they beat Alabama and then lose to Alabama in the SEC championship game, a la Georgia of last year, right? They have to. They have to be in there. Yes. And then you figure the. Winner of Michigan and 
Ohio State because it doesn't look like either one of those teams no. are are slowing down. Correct. And then I don't know that anybody can beat Clemson. Clemson's on our list this week to pick. They're playing an undefeated Syracuse team that's got a lot of fight in them. Yeah. They, they like I don't know how they're six and zero. They should have lost three games by now, but they have managed to find a way to win those games. And Syracuse beat um, Clemson a couple of years ago. They they were the the one loss for them a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Babers knows <laughs> knows how to beat him. It all so. comes down to I've said numerous times to numerous people. It all comes down. College football comes down to good coaching yeah. and good quarterback play. Yeah, and Syracuse has that this year. Yeah, and 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 Clemson. I mean, it looks like uh, it looks like ukulele has figured out how to how to play football. Neil would be proud of us. Yeah. Because that's not – that's he'll, his name will never go back to whatever it well, is. Well, I couldn't say it even if I want to. Bingo. Ukulele. Yeah. So, so I mean, we have to have a trademark of, of, of the show, right? There has to be something there. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> what's that What's that show that calls him ukulele? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. What was, uh, what was the recruit – you sent a – wasn't that you that sent a video? No, out? it was Adam. It, there was yeah. an FSU recruit. Yeah. Um, who had um, who had initially committed to Clemson and then backed out and committed to – or was doing a visit or had committed to Flor- – uh, I don't think he had committed. I think he was on a visit with Florida State. Gotcha. As they were playing Clemson. And it, it came out as a report that it was the worst recruiting visit that he had had anywhere. And to the point that by the end of the game, he found himself rooting for the Tigers. Oh, that's right. And after the visit, he had contacted Clemson back to see if coming there was still an option. Now, in the story, in the article, it goes on to say that they didn't know if if they were going to have a spot for him to come back to Clemson. But I was like, it's only been a week. How many spots can you possibly fill in one week right. when it comes to recruiting? And I don't know. I mean, maybe they got their feelings hurt. That tends to happen. It seems like, you know, well, if you're, gonna, if you're not – if you're not interested, then we'll just move on. Yeah. You know, there's plenty more fishing to see. We're Clemson. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's Clemson. And, I mean, I'm sure there's not too many players that commit and then decommit from Clemson. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Very but, few. I mean, it is – we are in the time of society where everybody's decision is almost an immediate buyer's remorse type decision. Yeah. So – I, yeah, I'm not shocked by this at all. But the underlying thing of the whole story, the reason we brought it up is, you know, Florida State started out hot, and you made the comment yesterday, they've kind of fallen back to earth. Yep. And you have to, uh, you have to kind of assume they have to go to a bowl and win a bowl game this year. Or I think that run for for Norvell will be done because we all know there's going to be colleges that are going to be calling for Coach Prime uh, 
to come from Jackson State. Right. I don't know if he will or not, but that there's going to be a lot of phone calls. The clip that I sent you, sent everyone in our group text, that showed their weekly radio show interview. I don't I don't know if it's after the game, whenever it is. That the guy just, and this was right after the whole Eddie Robinson situation, right? And so I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the guy changed his tone compared to the way he did the weekly show before. Prime wasn't having it. I mean, he he said, "I need, I, I need you to address me. I need you to start the show out like you normally do, like, hey." Coach Prime, what's up? How'd it go this week? What not? He said, you got to be professional. Well, the guy was just being uh, an interviewer, a reporter. I mean, he was just like, you know, hey, Dayon, you know, hey, Coach Sanders, you know, Coach Prime, you know, uh, we saw this week you did this, this, and this. And I I don't know what, I don't know what Dion was looking for. I I don't either. I was very confused by that. It was... but it made me worry. And the crazy part about it is, is whenever he was finally satisfied with the comment, I didn't think that comment was any different than any other comment that no, dude had made. I didn't see that he was satisfied. I was like, I think he just finally moved on, but it made me worry. I was like, if he can't handle what happened with Eddie Robinson and Alabama State, how is he going to handle a power five school. I don't care if it's Georgia Tech. Yeah. Which is much smaller, which is a much lower on the ladder school than Florida State would be. I don't know. How's he going to handle it? Yeah. Because <laughs> if something happens like that, if either one of those schools, it's going to be a much bigger story. Right. I mean, the only reason we saw it is because it was on TikTok. It wasn't on ESPN. I mean, other than Eddie Robinson having his, you know, beef. But after a day, it went away. Right. It, though, both of those other schools, it's going to last for three, four, five, the, the whole next week into the next game. You know, is that going to drive Prime crazy? So, I don't know. It put that small bit of doubt in my mind that he may not make the move. He may right. just stay right where he's at. Yeah. And, and you know, it, I guess it really depends on what he's looking for. Yeah. You know, it, it's, you know, he's made the comment before that it's about, Growing and helping young men become better men. But I, I think your point you were going at was the door is basically wide open at this point Yeah, for either one of those schools. I yeah. think that's, personally, I think that's the only two schools that make sense. Yeah. But. I mean, he's not going to Auburn. No. He's not going to Wisconsin or Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I really think that, yeah, I mean, Georgia Tech or Florida State to me is the only two schools that he would even consider. Correct. Correct. And, and they're probably going to be the two that's going to go after him the hardest. And that's why I say it's not the fact that Norvell is doing a horrible job. It's taken him forever to get him back on track. Right. But he's basically in the the window of, well, if you are if you can't win this year, we know that we're going to have to make a change because – the last thing Florida State wants is Coach Prime to go to Georgia Tech and them not have an opportunity to get him because they decide to stick with Norvell. Very true. It's like today I heard something that it, it's coming out more and more now that 
Wisconsin really wants Jim Leonard to be the head coach. So he's he's in this seven-game trial run or whatever because they were already hearing that he was going to be a he was going to be a hot candidate in the uh, open market after the season. I don't know that that's reason to fire your head coach. No. But it, it's it's obvious that they have more of a of a positive twist on Jim Leonard than they did on Paul Christ. That's obvious, yeah. And and I, you know, Christ is going to wind up on he'll land on his feet. He'll wind up with another job. Oh, no doubt. Uh I heard something about Auburn. You know, they were asking the question, is Auburn the the best job? That's that's probably going to be available, and it's a two sided sword. Yes, it's the best job as far as chance for national championships, the culture, the fans, the location. But no, because their boosters are so in control of what transpires there that they're like, well. I'm the guy that brought that kid in here, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for me. And it didn't like the coach is minuscule when it comes to that point. And I'll be honest with you, me personally, I would not want to coach in that type of environment. And I don't care if it's Auburn or not. Right. But like, I'm not dealing with your crap. You know, you guys do what you're going to do, but this football team is my football team. And I don't. I don't see. I don't see a coach. That fits at Auburn. Auburn's a big enough school to where you've got to think one of these really hot coaches sh- it would make the step up to there. I don't, there's not, other than the Wisconsin coach, there's not anybody that makes sense to go there. I'm a, I feel like they're going to be in the same boat that they are this year. For the next two or three years with yeah. with whomever they are. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know that, you know, people have talked about, you know, Stoops, but I, Stoops doesn't strike me as the type of guy that's wanna go that's gonna wanna go full with all those boosters like that. I think I, the the one name off the top of my head that, you know, is Matt Rule. Yeah. Um, you know there are a bunch of jobs that are gonna be open in the off season. And that coaching carousel is going to be a, a topic for another show, uh, but that's probably just off the top of my head the the only name that kind of fits at that big of a school. Yeah, no, I I agree, and I think he'll be a hot candidate for a lot of schools. Oh, no doubt. I mean, because can you say he failed in the NFL? I mean, you, you, they're going to say that he failed the NFL. Right. But he's never had a quarterback in the NFL. True. And Christian McCaffrey has been hurt 95% of the games that he's coached. True. So Christian McCaffrey is their superstar. Always hurt. Never had a quarterback. Kind of hard to win in the NFL like that. True. And I, maybe he wanted to get fired. Because, <laughs> I mean, he got into an argument with yeah. the owner. And – you know he he was he was out after that. It's obvious he, things were not good. Yeah. Maybe not just with between him and the owner, but it's it's obvious there was a lot of things going on in that in that locker room yeah. between coaches, a little bit of everything because 
Yeah, and and they're obviously all in on a rebuild now because now they're they they've put it out there that they're listening to offers for yeah, for McCaffrey. They've already shipped they've already shipped Robbie Anderson off after his tirade this weekend, yeah. and um and 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 maybe that's I mean look Steve Wilkes obviously wasn't taking the crap true you know because Robbie Anderson kept. Uh, like it was this, there was like two times that he berated the position coach during the game, and Wilkes said, "No, you're not doing that," and he benched him. Yeah, you know, basically kicked him out of the game. And you, I mean, good for the Panthers to get rid of the cancer. You know, True. Robbie Anderson is not that big of a deal when it comes to. He's never been the yeah. same since he left the Jets. No. And I mean, it wasn't much then. I mean, he he had a year or two there. Yeah, but yeah, now and what's he going to be with the Cardinals? I mean, they look pretty bad. Well, fortunately, with Hollywood going down for oh, I didn't see that he got hurt. Yeah, he's 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 hurt pretty. Uh, he's probably going to be gone at least four weeks. Okay, if not, maybe a couple more after that uh, uh, foot injury. Okay. Um, so now, they they get D Hop back did, this week. They do get D Hop back, which will help. But you know they still got you know with I mean Rondell Moore has started to play a little bit better. That's the extent. Yeah. So you know he can go in there and he can you know if if he gets the ball thrown to him you know down the field because that's what yeah. he's known for. Yeah. Um, you know he might be happy, but there's a new Call of Duty cam uh, Call of Duty game coming out. So oh, I saw. I saw a stat that said that gave the exact record, and I want to say it was like it's like three and two, three and thirty something. I believe right. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't. There's a reason why Vegas is good because they go off of um, history. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's not a, it's not a coincidence at this point, right? No, it, too many. It's a inc- problem. It's a problem. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe it, maybe it is that many times a coincidence, but I, I you, you can't. I mean, you can't say that at this point. I mean, you well, yeah, no, like, no. I, I mean, mean, when it's, no, it's a problem. When it's literally in black and white, that every time that Call of Duty has a double XP weekend. Kyler Murray has a record of like three and thirty-two. Oh man! I mean, don't get me wrong. There, uh, you know, Cliff Cliff Kingsbury is not. I don't think he's real good. And him and Kyler, I don't think jive. They they jive a little bit better than Rogers and Lafleur do at this yeah. point. Yeah. But uh, I don't think they jive. You know, in play calls or whatnot. Kyler does not need to be making his own play calls. I guess he can audible at the at the line if he needs to because yeah. I guess he's smart enough to do that. But he doesn't need to be calling his own plays either. Uh, and Cliff Kingsbury came out today uh, or yesterday and said he's open to letting somebody else call the plays. Yeah. Because he basically just – he said whatever it needs to win. Yeah. Um course i mean i think there'd be a lot of people that's arizona guys it would be like well then just quit yeah please uh but um so maybe think, that'll help but i, I think it's I really really difficult to handle the head coaching duties and the offensive coordinator duties 
I mean, you would think that. Andy Reid's done it pretty well for a long time. Yeah, but I mean, he has Eric Bieniemy. No, he's not calling the play. I'm glad you said that because Bruce Arians did it for a long time too. I think the proof is in the pudding right now that there's guys that can be head coach and offensive coordinator. Byron Leftwich was their offensive coordinator. He's still their offensive coordinator. But Arians isn't there. He's not their head coach and calling plays. And you see what that's getting them right now. <laughs> well, it's true. I, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that I think Brady checked out before the season and then checked back in, having all the marital problems. And, you know, that that's going to weigh on But you. they're still not throwing it down the field. Like a lot of the other NFL yeah. teams are doing. Yeah. They're still not throwing it down the field. Yeah. And you've got guys that can do that at this point. Yeah. God, uh, you know, Chris Godwin's back, you know, that should free up Mike Evans to go down further down the field. Gage is healthy. I mean, you know, he's probably missing Gronk pretty well right now. Yeah. But the play calling is just not, and he's listening to Leftwich too much. Yeah. You know, so that head coach calling the plays worked. Andy Reid's calling the uh, calling the plays worked. You know, it, it there's guys out there that can do it. It's just, I just wonder if it's becoming a, of course, those guys are. Tenured coaches. Yeah, I was going to say, tenured coaches, kind of, at this point, old school coaches. Maybe We weren't doing this podcast whenever Cliff Kingsbury was hired to the Cardinals, but nobody thought that was a good hire. No. They hired him because they had the ability to draft Kyler Murray at number one. Right. So, he had a losing record in college. Yeah. And was headed to be the offensive coordinator at USC under Clay Helton. Um, or who who was there before Clay Helton? Sarkeesian, maybe? I yes. Don't, yeah, I think so. Yes. But anyways, that's where he was headed. He was going to be the OC at USC. And then whenever they got the number one pick, that's when they hired Cliff Kingsbury yeah. and – and decided to bring Kyler in. Losing record. I mean, he put up a lot of points. Yeah. At Texas Tech. Yeah. But, uh, you know, not – so, you know, they just saw that and was like, well, that looks like that can equivalate to the NFL game. I mean, I guess it's hard to, to tell these guys not to play video games, but I would have a real problem if this is legitimately what the problem is. I would have a real, a real hard time with this. They're like Kyler, hey, I don't mind you playing your video games, dude, but that has to come like sixth on the list. Yeah, and yeah, I, I, and it, you're just not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And of course, I mean, nobody says. I mean, I guess it's just known. He's playing. He's playing a lot. He's probably playing up until five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then he's just done. He's toast the rest of the week. Yeah, uh, it's it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, that you and, can't get somebody the, of uh, that's good. I mean, he's yeah. he's been really good. Yeah, and they, I mean, they just paid him a lot of money. A lot of money. I mean, you think about between him and. And Russ 
was a lot of money that was put out there on these two guys. And I, look, I, I understand the Cardinals didn't have the ability to just go replace Kyler Murray. You, you, you. He is a very talented quarterback, but there's something missing, and it, like. I, you almost wonder if they brought in a veteran coach, if he wouldn't be like that that dad that you've seen the TikTok movie or TikTok videos. I'm sure you've seen this, where the kid's screaming in the backyard and the dad's got all the video games out in the backyard and he runs the lawnmower over him. You can't do that. Oh, That's yeah. too much money. I could see a veteran coach doing that to, to Kyler Absolutely. going, look, you're not playing video games no more, dude. You, we're paying you freaking $250 million or whatever it is. Yeah. You're here to be our quarterback. When you retire, you can play all the games you want to play. Yeah. We're not playing games no more. I, I could almost see that happening. <laughs> Bill Belichick, I know, would do that. So Bill Belichick would just sit him on the bench. Yeah, well, Bill Belichick might have the next Tom Brady and Billy and Bailey Zappi, Bailey not Zapp. Mac Jones. Zap, zap, zap. So he's exciting to, play, uh, to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, because he can see things that Mac Jones. Well, can't. it it, I, not that we plan on going down this road here, but let's just think about this. They don't let Mac Jones throw the football. True. Bailey Zappi against the Browns, in which a, a game they owned. Yeah. He threw the ball forty plus times for over three hundred yards. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody thought. Oh, Ramondre Stevenson, because uh, Damien Harris is out, Ramondre's going to have a huge game. But, I mean, he had an okay game, but they were like, oh, no, this is his app show. Yeah. And, I mean, I mean, Bailey only had like one touchdown, maybe two. I mean, he only scored like 22 fantasy points. But in a game they didn't have to throw the ball that many times, he threw for over 300 yards. Right. They don't let Mac Jones throw the ball. And and Mike come from Alabama, where he had some pretty good games. Yeah. Now, granted, a lot of his wide receiver, or all of his wide receivers are oh. pros, and they were all as wide open as that Hyatt kid from Tennessee the other day. Every time he threw the ball, right. it was remarkable to me watching him play quarterback in the NFL that his his last season. It's like every time he threw the ball, it's like, how can these guys get so wide open? I mean, no kidding. Devontae Smith was, I mean, every time, I mean, he won the freaking Heisman because of Mike Jones. So, every time you turn around, he was he, his guys were wide open. And, I don't know. It would be interesting to see if they, may, if they revert back to Mike or if they, they ride the... Bailey Zappi winning streak. I mean, Mac Jones has not shown anything different than Bailey Zappi has. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. Um, he didn't get recruited over, but um, he definitely is going to get. You know, he's gotten oh, he's got outplayed. Yeah. At this point, so well, I mean, and and, and, and Bailey threw for almost seventy touchdowns last year at Western Kentucky. Yeah. And at a high, uh, high, high um, accuracy rate. So I mean, it's not like he's throwing. He wasn't throwing the ball seventy-five times for you know thirty completions. Right. And the dude had a high com- uh, high completion percentage in in college. So, all right. So 
Oh, let's uh, let's move let's move to the painful part of the the show. We've already talked about how bad my team was. I know I've fallen down in the rankings. So, go ahead and break the bad news. How, how far did I fall? Well, I was making the list out. I'm sure you were kind of like, oh, oh, oh no. where's he going to put me? Oh, so, I only put, on one and two, I only put S and S. Yeah. So, you wouldn't know who I put one well, and who I, I put Well, I assume two. Spencer went back to one, and I probably fell to two. So I will say this. I have not, I, I've been looking at this. I had to take the tenth position last week because yes, I got beat head to head with the person that's in the tenth that was in the tenth position at the time. Yeah. But I realized today, and I don't know that I had realized it, but I realized today our tie break is points four. For is that uh like it's points play, scored to to get into the playoffs. Correct. Yeah, it, I, yeah. it has to. Well, it, I generally it has to be like that, that because the the rankings are that way. Yeah, I, I generally set it that way. So because of that, yes, Spencer does go to the front. Um, because you scored eighty five yeah. points this week. Did you happen to notice that I have the fewest points against for the season? Oh, I, I've I, only given up just a hair over 700 765 points. points. My, my fantasy defense is legit. <laughs> I mean, we, fantasy we did, defense. We didn't for Broncos is what we are. <laughs> this AKA week our offense was, too. Fantasy luck. <laughs> Your offense was the uh, – uh, Jeff is going to move up again. So he goes to three. And Jared goes down to number four uh, after losing two in a row. Uh, not much change in the middle here. I, uh, Trey stays at five. I am going to move Darren, uh, up to six over Jesse. Yes, I know that that is Darren is two and four and Jesse is three and three. Jesse's team is not, I don't, I don't understand how he's three and three. Well, I mean, he just beat me by scoring 92 points. Right. He beat me by seven points. He has I needed 25 points from Justin Herbert, Mike Williams, and Cortland Sutton last night. 25 points. Right. I mean, freaking Herbert averages 22. Right. He scored 11. Mike Williams got three, and Sutton got three. I scored 15 freaking points last night. Jesse has a total of 683 points. Scored this year. Yeah. I mean, the I've, lowest I've, by far. Yeah. Way, like, by 150 points. Yeah. The low, lowest. His draft strategy was unique. I mean, he, he really doesn't have any running back help at all. No. And the quarterbacks he drafted haven't hit. Right. Now, Dak's been hurt. Right. And then who, uh, Mac Jones has been hurt. Correct. So, I mean, he played Mariota and Dalton against me. Yeah. Mariota scored 29. I think Dalton had, I don't know, 14, 14 15 points, something like that. But he, you know, he had Trey Lance, too. Yeah. So, I mean, he went for younger guys and mixed in a few, yeah. you know, vet, and, veterans at this point. 
And I, I understood where and, he was going with that yeah. because, you know, you've got some guys that would be like, all right, if I get these hit, I can take one of these quarterbacks right. that's hitting and and trade them for yeah. some good pieces. Unfortunately, they haven't hit. Nope. It hasn't hit. And, and he's got Michael Carter. Yep. And it looks like that's going to be the Brees Hall show now. Yeah, oh, no doubt. Because, uh, like, watching the Packers game the other day, the um, Michael Carter gets him down to the five-yard line, and then Brees Hall comes in. <laughs> And it's like, uh, I mean, I wasn't disappointed that they took uh, Carter out and put Brees Hall in. I mean, Brees didn't score the touchdown, but, like, he got the goal line work. Yeah. He's getting the catches. Right. So they're both going to be in the mix, but that's the – you can see over the next couple of years, Michael Carter won't get that second contract, but Brees Hall will. Probably is is so. what is what you'll you'll yeah, see I mean, there. Six carries for forty one yards. That's pretty good. Yeah, they're but they're winning with defense, which is what he was hired for. Yeah, and running the ball because I mean Wilson didn't have a touchdown or an interception. He threw the ball maybe nineteen twenty times the right. other day. So Wilson's definitely not losing or winning them games. He's not losing them games. He's he's the ultimate game manager right now. But it I mean they're winning. You know, the the Packers, sorry, Adam, have lost to the Giants and the Jets back-to-back weeks. Oh, did you see that? Did you see where – so if you played in London. That was me. I, I texted that last okay. night. Okay, okay. Yeah, so – and I assume this is this, – it came straight off of Sports Center, Right. If you are scheduled to play in London, you have the choice to take your bye week following mm-hmm. or – Pick your opponent. The Packers chose to skip the bye week and pick the Jets. That didn't work out nope. very well. <laughs> Not at all. Yeah. So, I believe I would have took the bye week, to be honest with you. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, how insulting is that, though, for the Jets? That's right? odd, though, because the week before, both weeks before, had they had three London games or two? At least two. Because the Vikings and, and, the and the Saints played the week yeah. before. Yeah. But they haven't had their bye week. Well, and they couldn't have a bye week. The bye weeks only started last week. Yeah. Well, I mean, they may have just, they may have chose a point, opponents too. You know. Hmm. I'm not sure how all that works. But, yeah. I don't know. It's pretty wild. That is pretty wild. All right. Um, so, Jesse's at seven because he's three and three. Um, ben stays at eight. I moved myself up to nine. Yeah. Because I scored 197 points this week and lost, as I said already, the second most points scored. I would have beaten everybody else. Yeah. And that means Adam moves down back down to number ten because he <laughs> lost that, too. When that weekly report shows up and you're you're in the number two spot, but you still lost. It's like that was when you went on the mad dash. You're like, you were like, you know. Angry, angry face emojis, and you're like, I'm putting my whole team on. <laughs> I am on never so. I am never. I, I the stat that says highest points in a lost. I I am sick of seeing my name in that stat yeah. every two, two years last in a row now. Week something's got to turn. You know, the only fix to that is not having a head to head thing. 
and it being a points. Well, because if you think about it, you'd be way up there if we were in a points league. We had talked about last year in our keeper league before yeah. we started this. We talked about last year, and I think it probably would have passed if we'd have had that league and we and we drafted that the last playoff spot was going to be the person who scored the most points that didn't make yeah that didn't make the the playoffs yeah um and i think that's a good compromise cuz you could have somebody that's like me that's got the f- fourth the fifth most points in the league and it be and i'm at 1 in 5 yeah but i've got the fifth most points in the league yeah you know it's it's you know, what Jared's got, um, I've, I've got 20 more points than Jared. Jared's four and two. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. That just shows I draft well. It's just the luck is terrible. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, it's just strategic scheduling by the commissioner before the season starts. <laughs> she rigged that too. On, on, top of, on top of being able to, uh, on top of the draft position in the Royal Rumble, you rigged that too. What? And and you know what? That served me no purpose whatsoever because I traded the stupid pick away, and I should have kept it and took Brees Hall, who oh, I was yeah. going to. But I'm not going to complain about Damian Pierce. Being as Brees Hall didn't draft him. Do you know who he traded him for? No. A.J. Dillon. Straight up. How about that trade? Spencer, what are you thinking? <laughs> I mean, he's got Aaron Jones, so he's thinking, I need that backup. I'll just do it. And him. that has been a wow. flop city. Heck yeah, it has. I mean, we could be seeing the end of Aaron Rodgers. I, like, I don't think, like, I think it's going to be L- L- Rodgers or Lafleur at the end of the season. I really do. I oh, think there's it, no doubt. Yeah. 100%. I mean, when Rodgers comes out and says, I think we need to simplify the offense a little bit, and then Lafleur goes. I'm not real sure what that means. Well, what it means is, is like on a video game, you get three choices of a play, <laughs> and so it's A, B, or C. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it quit, quit giving me twelve choices, you know, on the on the screen because I don't understand all of them. I either run to the right, run to the left, or run up the middle. Well, and I think Rogers. We need Tecmo Bowl, is what Rogers needs. <laughs> Rogers can comprehend that. And probably Alan Lazard can too. The rest of his guys around him, I mean, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon don't don't have to worry about that really, in all honesty. You know, they're either going to run the ball or they're going to block. But they're not running the ball well at all. And they're not not really putting uh, Aaron Jones out in the flat and let him catch the ball. I don't understand that either. That blows my mind. Right. That blows my mind. That's where he – uh, that's where he, but I, is really I think the good. defenses know that they're struggling to throw the ball, so they're yeah. they're just okay. We we know you can't throw the ball, so we're not going to let you run the ball either. Right. I mean, Packers, they've looked bad. Yeah. And you know, Adam, you're not here for me to call out tonight on the show, but the comment you made last night that. Jordan Love looked really good in the preseason. Your love affair for these guys in the preseason has got to stop. It's not going to matter because Jordan Love's not going to be the quarterback in. in no, there. Will Levis is. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, as bad as they're playing, they're going to get one of those top ten picks. You're right about that because they're they're not headed towards that mid twenties yeah, pick. It's not. It, it, it's it's 
starting to even out right in that right spot. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not going to get that 20th, 26th, 27th pick. Yeah. They're going to end up with Moving into the teens right now, like, that's for sure. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So, all right. So, let's move towards our picks. Let me pull up the updated rankings. Do you want to do that or do you want to talk about backyard breaks? I forgot about that. That's okay. So, yeah, we can do that. So, you know, we've talked about baseball cards on on here before. Yep. And we've talked about backyard breaks being one of the major players in what they call the, uh, well, these breaks where you buy into a break, you pay money, you buy into a break, and they'll, they'll, they'll open the box and you get either, you know, They'll open the box, they'll take all the cards out, they'll randomize it, and you get a card, or you get a pack, or whatever. Or, or like, I've seen them do, um, they might uh, they might do it as, like, NFC West, NFC right. Central, all that. So, if, if it's a player from that division, you get that card. Right. You know, so you might right. get a stack of cards, and that is all pure luck at that point. Oh no doubt. I mean, yeah. you you might wind up with one Patriots card, and you be the AFC East, which generally is, you know, if it's East, you generally get AFC and NFC both, depending on how many people bought into the break. Right. But but backyard breaker breaks is like like one of the biggest companies that the, do this. One of the biggest guy, um, one of the biggest and most well known because yeah. you know they've pulled some good cards. And it, that it, that puts that much more excitement and, out and there. The, the and the two guys that do it, their personas are very loud. Very loud. Yeah. Very loud. And 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 don't get me wrong. When they go, when they see a card, they know it's going to be good. They know the value immediately. Yeah. I'm snap of a finger. And they know if you grade that, then you can make ten times your money. Yeah. But the thing came out yesterday that. There was a card that they pulled, which was a gold downtown Trevor uh, Lawrence. Lawrence. And this was was the first controversy that they had not too long ago. And it was supposed to be a free break, uh, which, in other words, if you you spend so much money, then your name goes in a pot. And a a lot of times what happens is, is, okay, if we pull this card, then this will go to someone. Right. And then they just said, and they pulled the card. And then they just said, well, sorry, we can't give it out. Yeah, this is a $25,000 card. We can't give this away. Right. And, <laughs> so you can, And they about lost their their business doing that. Right. But then people started looking into what's going on. And they've pulled, you know, they've pulled the triple logo man for LeBron. They sold it. Uh, they sold it for, I want to say, 2 or $3 million. Um, I don't think it was graded. Anyways, yeah, so they pulled the triple logo man LeBron, which is the logo off of his jersey for each three teams that he's played for. Right. I'm one of one. That's the only card like that. They pulled the triple logo man Warriors, uh, which is Steph and I don't know if it was the Steph. I don't know if it was, was it Steph, Steph Clay and uh and Draymond, maybe? I don't know. Big card another, regard. But another one of one. They pulled a one of one uh, Cade Cunningham black. Only one like that. Yeah. They pulled a K 
Cade Cunningham logo man, one of one out of National Treasures. Just five extremely rare cards. Extremely rare cards. Um, but they, you know, and they started looking at I the mean, boxes. You and have they, to think when when we say one of one means it's the only one of them out of millions of cards that are printed. Right, there's cards. only one of them. So, and this company pulled four of those one of ones. Correct. So they said. So the the odds and everything, they said Backyard Breaks would have had to spend $40 million on these products, on these high-end products, to even have a 0.5% chance to get those cards. So people are like, that you know it would be it would the odds of that would be one in one hundred and seventeen thousand six hundred and five. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I've opened up packs before and I've hit, you know, I've hit some cards that were, you know, one in one thousand, you know, chance of hitting uh a type card. But for them to do it and don't I understand they, they open up cards all day long. Right. I mean, they've got a but the big thing that they're talking about is that they said there's there's no possible way that these guys these two guys, and I, I've seen that there's two other guys that do it like during the day, and they're more of the prime time uh, on TikTok uh, uh, breakers. But even with the amount of stuff that they break, that they said they haven't spent forty million dollars. There's no way. There's no way, and they there's a lot of people that have come to the conclusion that they think they're getting loaded boxes from Panini. To be able to bump their uh, brand up, yeah, promote the brand, right, yeah, which is even a bigger issue, right? Because then you're going, well, wait a minute, why am I even collecting? Yeah, well, and somebody else speculated that they they might have been marking cards. I'm I'm not real sure what they. I meant to ask you, what, that would what, be hard to do. I mean, because when you watch their breaks. I mean, they're unless they have pre-opened uh, the pack um, to be able to see what was in it. All the stuff that I see them do, I mean, it looks like they're breaking it from fresh seal. Yeah, um, well, it, it it they typically don't. Typically, the only time you see their hands leave is when they're stacking the cards that they're pulling. Yeah. To the side, you know, for for the break or whatever. We discussed this a little bit last night. To me, they have to be getting the loaded boxes, or or well, I mean, they come to them in boxes. They come in in, the, in sealed cases. The, the the crazy part about it is, is how does Panini know which box they're in? I don't know. You know? I I don't know if there is a now. I have seen and I know for fact that there are people that will take a postage. Uh, weigher with them to Walmart and they will weigh boxes, the blaster boxes. They will weigh hanger packs and there are there if they're if they're point two, point three, point four um uh, of a whatever, 
uh, weigh more than a gram or whatever it is that weighs more, they know there's something in that pack. So the so the uh, autograph, well, not necessarily autograph, but like the patch cards and stuff, Correct. obviously have a little bit of weight difference. Exactly. Because they're a thicker card anyway. Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, you, the, your RPAs that have a, that have a, not just a jersey, but a patch in there will weigh a little bit more. It is, it blows me away that the, the thing that I grew up doing in the late 80s, early 90s, yeah, basically through the 90s, has become such a phenomenon. I mean, we bought a car for Caitlin yesterday. Right. The guy that I bought the car off of, this is the third car I've bought off of him. So if you need a car, go see Dave Sharp over at Don uh, Franklin over in, <laughs> on I Richmond Road. Give, I wish you'd given me that, that name not too long ago. Oh, man. He's a great guy, right? He really, I mean, he's just genuine. He's a God-fearing man. Just a great guy. Gotcha. I've known him for five years now. But anyways, he uh, he had made the move away from there and went to a different dealership because he couldn't get along with the, the manager that was there and didn't sell as many cars at the other place because, you know, Don Franklin's huge. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all over the place. And <laughs> so I said, well, you know, what did you do? And he goes, well, I got into trading cards so like he got into flipping these cards you know and of course he's very sharp so he can get he i'm sure he picks up on anything but he's one of these types of guys that can probably take a five dollar card and turn it into a thousand dollars with no problem whatsoever gotcha but i just thought it was fascinating that just just a random but he gets into that but you know people are utilizing these cards now as like assets a, yeah yeah like that's their retirement. Correct. And I, I don't it is amazing to me to what to watch this stuff go down to the point that six months ago I wanted to get back into it. Within about two weeks I was like, Nope. Yeah. I'm not gonna do this because if you don't know exactly what you're doing now, it's not like what it used to be, like right. oh hey, I'm a Dale Murphy fan. I'll trade you this Michael Jordan rookie card for your Dale Murphy collection <laughs> because that's the kind of stuff that would happen right. when I was a kid. And because I didn't like Michael Jordan, but I loved Dale, Dale Murphy. I, that stuff doesn't happen now. Now you see you see trades and stuff, but it blows me away that a guy will take a, a, a Kobe Bryant card in and he'll trade that Kobe Bryant for like 12 more cards and $1,500 cash. Yeah. You know? And that stuff happens all the time. Yeah. So it, it just absolutely it like it blows me away. But this is exactly why you don't I don't want to. Yeah. Is because think about all the people that are buying into these breaks with the possibility of hoping to get that LeBron James right. logo man and never have an opportunity to get it. If it does anything. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm going to continue to follow this story. If it does anything, it should bring people back to hobby stores. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, because they'll be like, you know, if if Panini will say, you know, we're going to limit their boxes. And, and, and you know, Pristine Breaks uh, and, and through Pristine Auctions where where. Um, Adam has got a lot of stuff and whatnot. You know, I watch them do it too. But I mean, 
they just, you know, they they do a um, break for just their mail day of like, you know, hey, I just want to let you know what we got in the mail today. I mean, big, huge company that's got m- millions of uh, collectible things that they sell on the daily. They are, they get a cut off on their allotment. Right. I've only got six boxes of this. I've yeah. only got eight boxes of this. I mean, that's it. That's yeah. all they get. These guys at Backyard Breaks are just, just it's just a constant cases. break. Constant. Cases bam, and cases. bam, bam, bam. You're like, yeah. where are they getting all these cards? Right. So it's it's going to be up to Panini to say, come out, make a statement, and say, you know, we're lim- we're going to limit these guys. You know, we're going to we're going to cut them off. We're going to you know, you, you need to go back to your 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 hobby guys. You know, yeah. hopefully, in all honesty. I, and maybe this is the wrong thing to say. Hopefully, in all honesty, I, I hope these breaks kind of go away. Yeah. And and push young kids and people that are want to invest to to card shows, which more and more of those happen every day now. Yeah. Like they used to. And your and your hobby store. You know, it's, it's crazy. I I came across um a a a dad and his two sons. Mm-hmm. Young kids, they were literally, they were doing a break. Yeah. And I'm like, God, everybody's doing everybody's it. Everybody's doing it. It's a quick, easy way to make money, yeah. right? Because it's like all you're doing is selling the cards. You're not, you're not. Um, there's a guy I follow on, on TikTok, and then we'll move on, who I really like him. I, I, I can't tell you. I couldn't even go find him on there, but I do follow him. He pops up all the time. But he's around our age, grew up in the late 80s, Collecting, you know, the wax packs, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. And he goes to card stores all over the country. Right. And, but like, he did a little challenge here recently. He took $100 and his goal was to find four cards. And it was like the Bo Jackson with the baseball bat. Yeah. It was the King Griffey Jr. rookie card. Um, it was the Dave Justice rookie card, I think. And I don't remember the other one. But like every video he would pop up is where he was. He would be like, well, I found this card, this card, and I've spent this much money. But he would go to these stores and look for like the 1989 Fleer wax packs. Do you have these? Yes. And he would stand there and he would, okay, I'm going to buy five packs of these. Yeah. And so he'd buy five packs of them and he'd get the store owner to open them with him. And they're doing that. And he found all the cards. Like he wound up going over budget, but I think it cost him like $120 to do it. I think I've seen that guy because he walked into a store and bought a box of the 92 Upper Deck, maybe, that had the Jordan rookie in it. Yeah, yeah Jordan, that's it. That was the last one he was yeah. looking for. I, I, I mean, he, they busted yeah. a whole box. Yeah. No Jordan rookie. Yeah. I mean, he was just like, oh, yeah. not even one in that whole box, you yeah. know? And I mean, those boxes used to come with tons of cards. Not, but yeah. not. Okay, here's your six hundred dollar box. It's got one pack of six cards. In it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you should get thirty five to forty cards in a pack. Oh yeah. So yeah, it's not like that anymore. So I don't know. I I, I do find it fascinating. I, I just like I was buying cards. On eBay, and then you get to realizing that they there's so many fakes that can be made now. Yeah. Because man, I've watched guys literally take and build a whole freaking card from scratch. Yeah. And like, there's a uh, there's a guy out there that's on TikTok that 
we'll we'll take a player and turn them into a specialty card, and he sells those, and people order them like crazy. But I mean, it's like a hundred and fifty dollars for this card, but there's a ton of work that goes into it. But it's a it's a it's not a real card. Well, I guess we know what we need to do. Yeah, right. Start putting cards together, <laughs> corner to corner. Um, um, yeah, baseball card collectibles. Pack. Yeah, from corner to corner collectibles. Full autographs. Uh, you get you get a out of one autograph per box. Right. Of us. Of us. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. And there's a one of one, all four of us, with the Mount Rushmore logo right. signed card. Right. Yeah. There you go. Aren't you all excited? I mean, everybody wants that. <laughs> Who don't want that? Who don't want this pretty mug on a face? Or on a card, I mean. That pretty face on a mug is what you need. <laughs> the Keep it better. The quarter and quarter coffee mug. Be ready for our store coming soon. <laughs> All right. So well, let's move on to the, the college uh, pick them, and then we'll move on. Uh, I am still in first place at 32. Adam is at 30. You have jumped up to third place with back-to-back bull or uh, bulldog. Back-to-back <laughs> underdog picks. Yeah, at, baby. At 29, and Neil has fallen off the pace 23. But Neil's strategy has been recently to kind of pick against us, and it's it's hurting. He's just pretty terrible at, at fantasy sports, and yeah. and he what, just he what just. What was it? He told me today that he's an extremely or he's what was it? Someone said he was an extreme something. I don't remember what it was. He goes, I'm not extreme anything, but he said, I'm extremely bad at picking NASCAR <laughs> drivers, and I'm extremely bad at picking fantasy football teams, and I'm extremely bad at picking college pickums. So it was pretty funny. So, all right. Well, the first game up on the list is Syracuse at Clemson. Adam and him both chose Clemson. I can't go against Clemson. It's it's at Clemson. They've looked really good. Um, I, I agree. Syracuse does look scrappy, but man, it's in Death Valley. Yeah, they're not. It's not. They're not gonna. It's not gonna. They're not gonna hold a candle. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games. I mean, obviously, I'm taking Clemson too. But man, there wasn't. It, it's a pretty lackluster um, slate this week. So. Yeah. I, I will have say a feeling that we're all going to have similar picks. If uh, I will say if if I if we were playing the lines, it might be different because the line right now, according to ESPN, is thirteen and a half, and I can see where Syracuse would keep it at like ten. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I know for next year, we've we've talked about it. We're all going to figure out a way. We're, we're going to make this a little bit better uh, of a of a contest. Might next be year. able to help yeah. you all out. Yeah. Yeah. With your picks, yeah. we're that good. Uh, second game is Oregon UCLA. They both chose UCLA. Interesting. Yeah. Oregon is a six-point favorite, and they are at home. Yep. Um, I mean UCLA's look good. They're undefeated. Um. Hmm. You know what? I think Bo Nix is going to show up again this game. Yeah. I think he likes playing at home. I think he likes the the fanfare. Uh, so I, I'm going to stick with Oregon. And I'll tell you what. I'm kind of glad that the Pac-12 is 
decent again. Yeah. Because they've been really bad for yeah. a long time. Hey, that that just shows you what good coaching does, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. 100%. I am – I was on board with uh, Bo Nix and the Spicy Duck Dippers. <laughs> oh, uh, dang it. The, the whole time. I completely yeah. missed out on yeah. taking the Spicy <laughs> Duck Dippers. Yeah. So, uh, so there's a split there. They, they, they've both got UCLA, and we're both taking a work. We're spicy. And then – the last game, I feel like probably everybody's going to pick the same. Texas, Oklahoma State, uh, they both chose Texas. Interesting. It's at uh, Oklahoma State. Texas is a six-point favorite. They are playing pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know what? Quinn Ewers is playing pretty dang good right now. I'm 40. I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a little older than 40. You're, take you get, the, you're taking the Cowboys? Pow! I don't have it in me. I, I chose them suckers last week, and they failed me with TCU. Well, so. I think TCU is a better team. I, I do, too. I, I do, too. I, did, uh, has, has Texas TCU played? No. I don't that'll be so. a good game. Yeah. So I'm going to roll play. with Texas on this as well. Okay, going over into the pros, we've got the Niners and the Chiefs. Uh, Adam took the Chiefs. Neil took the Niners. And I'm not sure where it's at. I'm not going against the Chiefs because they showed me that they can play some defense against Josh Allen, even though they lost. I think they, they showed they can play some pretty decent defense. I'm not going to go against the Chiefs and Patty Mahomes. Yeah, I'm I'm not either, and and it's not so much the fact that it's the Chiefs, it's it's how bad the Niners played against Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta controlled that entire game. Yeah, right. It was never close. I mean, it was a fourteen point game, but it was not a fourteen point game. Right. Atlanta at no point in time was in fear for that game. I agree with and, that. And and Mariota looked like and, a freaking all star against the the Niners. And that's with no running backs. Yeah. C Pat is not there. Right. Algier did not do anything. Right. They had no running back. Yeah, Huntley and Algier are are splitting time right now. Drake London was okay. I mean, it was basically the Marcus Mariota show. Kyle Pitts finally got a touchdown. Finally got a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was it was Mariota. Um so yeah, that I'm I'm rolling with the Chiefs on that. And then our last game odd game to have on the but I mean it's one of the better matchups. You got Jacksonville versus New York Giants. Uh, what they uh, Adam took the Giants. Neil took the Jags. Two probably one, uh, two of the better coach teams in the NFL currently. Yep. Um, Jaguars had a heart loss or a heartbreaking loss against the. How do you go from shutting out a team three weeks ago to giving them up, giving up thirty six points? You know this week. I don't know, and they were. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong game. They were up. Oh, they were pretty good. Yeah, they were and up. And then just double kind of digits fell apart. Yeah, Matt Ryan found his uh, the fountain of youth in the second half. I think the Giants are getting healthy at the right time. Wondell yeah. Robinson came back. Yeah, he scored his touchdown. first t- t- touchdown. Um, Saquon is looking Saquon really looks, good. Yeah, I mean he's a little banged up each game, but he continues to play through yeah. it, and he and he looks better in the fourth quarter than when he goes out like kind of banged up. And Daniel Jones is starting to play 
pretty good yeah, ball. I agree. Uh, I'm going with the Giants. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I am too. Um, I'm not saying the Jags won't compete in that. It's going to be a defensive game. Um, but the man, I tell you what, uh, Dable has the Giants playing well right now. And, I agree with that. Uh, I, I'm not going to go against them. And we've got the underdog picks. Uh, Adam originally chose and chose Ole Miss. I knew Neil had already picked Ole Miss, so I told him that. So he went with the Ohio Bobcats uh, over Northern Illinois. Neil chose Ole Miss over LSU because it is a one and a half point game. Uh, I was uh, going to take Purdue over Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And that may be a mistake on that, but there's not a lot of games on there that are viable uh, upsets. You're right about that. I mm. think that's why. I think that's why it's important next year to make the change to where we <sighs> include the points. Ah, uh, I found my game. Okay, and it makes me really happy. You're gonna take West Virginia? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am taking Pittsburgh to beat Louisville. Louisville is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Now, when I looked this afternoon, there was not a line on that game. Really? Yeah, so that's new. Um, yeah, Louisville, I mean, ESPN's got Louisville as a 59, almost a 60% chance to win. Yeah. What? Okay. I, I like I that. I mean, it's at I, Louisville. I, yeah, I mean, I looked at that game, but there was literally not a line on that this afternoon when I was looking at it. I just, you know, I just, if Malik Cunningham comes back, I'm not sold on him. If they stuck with the, the other quarterback, mm, um, the only other one I would have looked at would have been Kansas Baylor. Yeah. And been like, Kansas is going right, to get their, you know, get things back. Oh, of course, of course, Daniels is out, though, right? Well, I mean, who knows? We, we, last week we had the breaking news on the show yeah, that's that, true. that, you know, that he was out. And then the next day it was like, well, it's news to me, you know, so I, I don't, I don't think anybody really knows what's yeah. going on with that. So. Yeah. I'll stick with my Pittsburgh pick. Yeah. Not a, not a bad pick there. So, well, we discussed all kinds of topics t- tonight. So. As we as we normally do. Yeah, I, I know it's good to not have the clutter and the and the and everybody and the other two around us to actually speak through <laughs> converse have have good conversation <laughs> instead of Neil just going <laughs> in the middle of everything. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so so him yeah. and his ADHD uh, <laughs> personality. <laughs> <laughs> so well uh another fun show uh hopefully we didn't bore you with the fi- uh, the fantasy talk and the uh the car- the, car- the card stuff i mean the card stuff is unique because it's it's become a multi-billion dollar industry yeah and if you have an active company that is partaking in crookedness to the consumers that's not good. Right. So that's a story to keep an eye out on. I totally agree. Yeah. So awesome. Well, guys, we had a great time tonight, and we will see you guys next week. Stay safe, friends. The MoCo Four Horsemen would like to thank you for listening to From Corner to Corner. 
Be sure to go out and follow us on Twitter, on TikTok, on Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. Whatever podcast platform that you listen to us on, be sure to go out and give us a five-star review. Thanks as always, and we look forward to seeing you next week.